All right, good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. Sorry, I'm, uh, uh, seems like past two and a half weeks, I'm just a day and a half behind on everything. Uh, sorry for being late, uh, but it is good to see you this morning. Uh, be in prayer for Kenny and Lynn as their friendship this morning. Had the awesome opportunity to go back to their home church where it all began for them, uh, and he'll be preaching this morning. So uh, you have me and everything else that comes with me this morning, all right? So it is good to see you. I know, obviously, uh, you can see all of the incredible work behind me. can only mean one thing, right? Control chaos. VBS, right? VBS starts tonight, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, have the opportunity to pour into a ton of kids that are going to be here. And so I know there's a lot of announcements surrounding that. But if you have any other announcements that need to be made this morning, if you would go ahead and make your way up this morning, and we'll take care of those.
You can, uh, you can find all the other announcements uh, in, in the bulletin. Uh, as you flip through there, you'll see several different things that uh, may catch your eye as far as what's going on uh, in our church. But obviously this week, being Vacation Bible School, uh, Knights of North Castle. Uh, and so going to be a lot of fun. Uh, going to have a ton of kids here on campus. And so I just encourage you. Uh, to come and, and be a part of that. If you can only come for one night, come for one night. If you can come all week, uh, I'm sure, uh, even if you haven't, if you didn't sign up or hadn't signed up, they'll find a place, uh, I'm sure, for you to come and, and be a part of that. And so uh, I failed to do this at the very beginning, but if you're visiting with us, I want to welcome you. Uh, so glad that you're here with us here at Westminster First Baptist this morning. I hope that you're blessed by being here. And if you would, fill out a care card. There should be some care cards there in front of you. It's just a simple way for us to keep track uh, and to make contact with you uh, in the coming weeks uh, through our care ministry. All right? So please be be aware of that, and you can turn that in at the end of our service. Okay? All right, let's do this. Let's pray, and then Miss Susan's going to come and and lead us in worship this morning, okay? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the day and for the opportunity that we have to be here, to worship you, a holy and righteous God. Lord Jesus, it's my prayer this morning that you would meet with us. Lord, as we come... So many things have happened this week in many of our lives. Lord, I pray that we we come this morning and we find rest and we find peace in you. Lord, I pray that through every aspect of our worship this morning that you would be praised, that you would be honored, and you would be glorified. And Lord, that we would walk out of here changed, would walk out of here uh, encouraged, or most of all, we'd walk out of here with a passion to see others come to know you as their Lord and personal Savior. And so Lord, have your way this morning. Whatever that may be, however that may look, Lord, I pray that it would be your will that's done this morning. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning. Let's begin our worship this morning by standing and singing How Great Thou Art. Oh 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so great. That you're greater than all of our fears. That you're greater than all of our problems. And that your love for us is even far greater than that. Our hearts and our minds rejoice. And right now, Heavenly Father, we have an opportunity to to worship you through giving. Giving back a portion of that that you've blessed us with. To say thank you for what you're providing for us. To say that we trust you. And that we believe that you'll permit and guide us in every way. I ask now that you bless the gift. Use it to the furtherance of your kingdom through this church. Bless the giver in accordance with your word. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. you, Ms. Let's continue our worship this morning by singing at the cross. And please stand.
As we enter our time uh, for prayer this morning, John Thompson is going to come and lead us in that prayer. Uh, If you'd like and want to come forward, you can uh, to the altar to pray. Uh, But just keep in mind or or, uh, remember, obviously, Miss Kay's family uh, and her home going. Um, Kenny and Lynn is there at uh, Friendship this morning. Obviously, VBS going on starting uh, this evening. Uh, Our youth mission trip that is coming up. Um, And good night. Our country. Um, This week, and I'll get into that in just a little while, uh, but even just this week, being reminded of how thankful I am to be um, from this area, to live in this county, to live in this country, America. Um, But we need to be praying for our leaders, uh, our government officials, and and all those around us uh, that make decisions on our behalf. And so, uh, John, you come and lead us this morning. If you want to join hands with the person beside you or come forward to the altar, uh, I invite you to do that as well this morning as John comes to lead us. Let's pray. Lord, as Mike has mentioned, we sometimes we're heavy burdened about our country, Lord. We look and we can't hardly believe what we hear and what we see sometimes, Lord. Our city's being taken over by unruly people, Lord. And our leaders seem to just don't care, they just... Don't do anything about it, Lord. We ask that you would help our leaders to stand up against these things, Lord. Or we don't want to lose our country, Lord. We, we pray. We, we believe that you are in control of all things, Lord. So maybe sometimes it's hard to have faith in that when we see the things that we see, Lord. But we must believe that you have all things in control. All these things happen for a reason, Lord. And it may be, but you're shaking us up. Maybe it's a time you're trying to wake the church up, Lord, and help us not to be quiet on things. We've been too quiet on things like abortion and things like that, Lord. We've been way too quiet. We pray that you might help the church to rise and be the the kingdom that it should be, Lord. We should be heard, and we need to bring forward the teachings of God and Bring God back into our country, Lord, if this is possible, Lord, we pray that this can happen. We ask you to be in our service today as Max speaks to us. We thank you for the singing of the good hymns, and we look forward to the young lady that is singing today. Be with her as she sings, Lord. We thank you for Miss Kay, the life and the talent that she gave to our church. Thank you how it adds to our, our vacation Bible school when we see what's on the stage, Lord. It, it, it it brings happiness to our hearts. Sad that she's gone, but it brings happiness to the children to see what she what she has done, Lord. And we thank you for her, and thank you for that. And we ask you to be with us tonight in our Bible school. Be with us as we teach these children and try to lead them to you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Well, I hope you'll like that first song we sang, because <laughs> you're going to hear it again.
you uh, you know what you know uh, having to hear that twice just means somebody missed it the first time so uh no thank you so much uh for that what a beautiful song uh it's interesting um i taught the youth this morning and i need to apologize to our sunday school class for not being there uh, i was teaching the youth this morning and we talked about music um and if your mind goes where my mind goes and at the what type of music our young people listen to uh, you you would be shocked at the type of music that our young people listen to. Not necessarily in a bad way, okay? Uh, I told them, and I, I'm always honest with them. They know that, and I asked them to be honest with me this morning, and I was shocked at the type of music they listen to. I heard names like George Strait, Waylon Jennings, I'll just stop there. I was impressed, okay? Um, I was really, really impressed. I was looking for names, and I mentioned some of them, and they just kind of laughed. I don't listen to it, but I just thought that's what they listen to, and it's not. So anyway, uh, we talked about just, you know, in church, the type of worship and how churches uh, a lot of times are categorized based on the music that is played or sung. And my challenge to them was it's not necessarily about the type of music that is played, but how you worship with that music that is being played. Uh, You know, you you should not choose the church that you attend, and this is my soapbox and I'll get off and we'll get on, but based on the type of music that is played at that church. All right? We'll move on. All right. I could go on and on and on about that. I got a little surprise for you, so you're going to pull out your insert this morning, okay? Uh, You've got an insert there, and you're welcome. Kenny has picked up on that and started doing that. Some of you may like that, some of you may not. It is what it is. Um, So I have uh, have been traveling this week. Um, I, I, uh, my boys are getting older. I'm getting older. And I want my boys to have memories to cherish for a long time. And so um, one of my goals in life is to visit all the Major League Baseball parks. Y'all know I'm a baseball guy, and so that's one of my goals. And so uh, it doesn't take much for me to jump in the car, truck, whatever, and and dig off to a game somewhere. And um, we have one of our students that is in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. So that's where Cade Crenshaw is, and I'm happy to report Cade's alive and well. All right? He's about 14 and a half hours away, okay, and over 1,800 miles round trip away. Um, but he's alive and well and pretty much running the place up there, okay, as only Cade can. And so me and the boys jumped in the truck on Tuesday, and we drove up to Wisconsin. A couple of things I've learned. I don't belong there. Um, It was a fun trip. People in Indiana cannot drive. Um, Many, many other things, but we'll move on from that, okay? But you have an insert. I do not, and here's why. 
in, in traveling, uh, Kenny called me several weeks ago, and, and so I began to pray through and think through, you know, uh, what, what, you know, what the Lord would have me to share with you guys. And obviously it's fitting because of VBS, and so uh, we're going to be talking through some of the scripture that's going to be used during VBS in Ephesians chapter 6. And so had everything typed up, ready to go, and at home went to print it out, and guess what? No ink. So I thought, okay, no big deal. I got a printer here at the office. I'll bring it in and I'll print it here at the office. Guess what? No ink. (laughs) So, how do we fight our battles? We just fight them, all right? We're going to fight them. We're going to fight them together. No, I've got my notes. They're on my phone, okay? Uh, You're okay. I'm not going to keep you longer than you want to be here. Um, we'll get through this together, but I just thought that was interesting. They always say the devil lives in the sound. He also lives in the printer sometimes, okay? So we're just going to get through this together, but uh, I'm, I'm honored as always. Kenny called me this morning, and uh, he knows anytime uh, I can stand in for him, I'm honored to do so and, and honored that he would ask me uh, to do that. And so I don't take this lightly. Um, and so, uh, obviously, having a ton of windshield time this week, and had started preparing this weeks ago, but as time goes on, it just builds and builds and builds. And so, uh, have so many things I want to share with you, but but honored to do that this morning. And so, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter six. If you want to follow along, obviously, I hope you have your copy of God's Word in front of you. It'll be on the screen as well, and then you've got your insert that you can follow along with uh, there as well. But we're going to be in Ephesians chapter six, starting. In verse 10, all right? Uh, And we're going to read through verse 17 together. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, and he says this in verse 10 in chapter 6. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle, watch this, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Verse 13, this is why you must take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything, watch To take your stand. Verse 14. Stand therefore. With truth like a belt. Around your waist. Righteousness like armor. On your chest. And your feet sandaled. With readiness. For the gospel of peace. In every situation. Take the stand. Of faith. The shield of faith. And with it, you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much again for this opportunity. Thank you for your Word. Lord, I pray now that we would take your Word. Lord, that you would use your Word to encourage us, to convict us, to challenge us. 
Lord, ultimately to move us closer to you. Lord, we would take your word and, and we would take uh, the, the, the moving of your spirit today and allow you to do what only you can do in and through our lives. Lord, we pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. You know, I think it's fitting the Knights of North Castle and the theme this year in VBS. Obviously, my title is a little bit different than what VBS is, the Knights of North Castle. But the scripture around it is very fitting today. You know, many of us have a lot of years on the kids that are going to be a part of VBS this week. But I can't help to think that every single one of us, just like the song being sung twice this morning, is a simple reminder. You know, we need to be reminded every single day of how great God is. You know, we need to be reminded every single day that we're in a battle. We're in a fight every single day. And we need to be reminded of what to put on. We need to be reminded that we need to have the right gear. Right? The right equipment to fight our battles. Right? And so I think it's fitting today. We hear it all the time. Boy, I feel bad for this generation. I feel bad for, for your kids and, and what they're going to have to experience and go through. You know, I, I want to change our perspective there just a little bit. Because we've all gone through a lot. Your generation experienced things that my generation didn't experience, and my generation experienced things that your generation didn't experience. But guess what? With the right tools and the right equipment, guess what? We can face whatever is thrown our way. And that's what Paul is, is emphasizing here to the church of Ephesus. Is Listen, be ready to take your stand. But do not take your stand without these things. Right? And so this week we're going to have the opportunity to instill in our young people, in our children, hey, listen, this is what it's going to take. To fight your battles. I've got two pictures I want to show you. Because some of us think. Brandy if you can find those pictures. If you're ready. Show the first picture. I'm not sure which one she's going to put up first. So we're going to look and see. Alright. This is my favorite picture of all time. This is out of a movie called The Little Giants. Alright. This little guy's name is Jake. Right. Some of us try to fight our battles like this. Now this kid was showing up to football practice, for those of you that don't know. Football practice. He walks up to Coach O'Shea and tells Coach O'Shea, listen, my mom said that the equipment you gave me wasn't enough. So that's how he shows up to practice. Brandy, show the next picture. That's how we should... Be fitted to fight our battles. That is a warrior. Right? Like, who do you want to go to battle with? 
the kid that mom wants him to live in a bubble or the guy that's ready to go face whoever's in his way dressed like that? Because I'm going to tell you, whether you've realized it, figured it out or not, you're in a battle every single day. And my question is, are you ready? Are you equipped? And are you ready? So you have your hand out there, and I'm going to try to keep my phone from going off and having to reopen it and all that good stuff. But I found this quote I want to read to you. And Tony Dungy quoted this. And I'm not sure I could have said it any better, but he said this, Today... We are a divided country. And Satan is laughing at us because that is exactly what he wants. Dysfunction, mistrust, and hatred help his kingdom flourish. We have to realize that we're not fighting against other people. We are fighting against Satan and his kingdom of spiritual darkness. It's what Paul is trying to emphasize here in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, listen, the battle that you're fighting is not against everyone else. It's Satan. Satan's behind it all. And we have to make sure that we have the right tools and the equipment to fight those battles. And so there's three things that I pulled out of this scripture that that I want to share with you this morning. And number one is this, the battle is real. The battle is real. Be ready. Because the battle is real. I want to ask you a question. What's the greatest battle that you've ever faced? Greatest battle you've ever faced. I'm talking about the battle that when when you were up against it, you quickly realized there was no way you were going to win this battle by yourself. For some of you, it could be something in your mind. For some of you, it was a a battle of the heart. For some of you, it might have been a, a physical battle that you were facing. Or for some, it might have been a combination of two or all three or whatever it might have been. It could have been a combination of them. What's the greatest battle that you've ever faced? And you realized as you faced it, you couldn't face it alone. You see, Paul says that, you know, in in verse 10, be strengthened by the Lord and His vast strength. A lot of times that's the problem that we run into when we face and fight our battles is we try to fight them alone. We try to take care of it on our own. Can I just tell you personally from what I've experienced, a lot of times when I go in to do things on my own, which I I love doing things by myself, I'm a loner. I enjoy, you know, um, this week. I, I got to be honest with you. I I love going to ball games. I don't like crowds. 
All right? And it seemed like the two places that we went to, our section was the fullest section. And so we would get up and move and get away from everybody. But I found that in fighting my own battles, my own way, that it cost me more. It took more out of me. And to be quite honest, I never won. Because I tried to fight them on my own. Paul, before he ever gets into the nuts and bolts of fighting battles, says, listen, rely on the Lord. That's the first step. Be strengthened by Him and His vast power. His power and His strength is greater than anything you and I can ever fathom or imagine. Why wouldn't we want to rely on that? Why wouldn't we want to go into that battle with Him on our side? Whatever that battle may be. You know, I thought of this verse in, in 1 Peter 5.8. It says, be, be serious. Be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. The battle's real. Every single day, every single moment matters. One commentary I read said this, when it comes to fighting your battles... He said, take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued. So that when it's all over but the shouting, guess what? You'll still be standing. That's powerful. That's powerful. If you're going into a battle, why wouldn't you want every weapon you could have? You would. So every single day, the spiritual warfare that you and I face every single day, and listen, I'm going to tell you, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer, and you're walking and pursuing Christ every single day, I'm here to tell you, Satan's after you. He's pursuing you. And he's waiting. We we were talking about music with the youth, and and I played a song, alright, that I thought they had heard and listened to, and They had not. I was shocked. Right? But they had not. And in that song, there's some things in there that I told them, listen, as you listen to that, it's just a slow drip. Right? It's just a slow drip. And then all of a sudden, that slow drip becomes a stream. And then that stream becomes a flood. And before you realize it, before you know it, you're smothered in that battle. It's real. And we have to recognize and realize that every single day is a battle. And it's real. And He's looking for any and every opportunity He can to creep in. To slide in. And to devour us. Secondly, 
the tools you need. It's one thing I love about just the practicality of Paul. He's just a practical guy. Incredibly smart, incredibly strong, incredibly wise, but very practical. And he just lays out for them in a way that they could relate to, in a way that you and I could relate to. Hey, here's how you fight those spiritual battles. Here's the tools you need to be prepared. The tools you need to be prepared. You know, I love good tools. Right? Some of you, I know, you love good tools. And you have your go-to tools. Right? That, that's just your go-to brand. For some of you, it might be DeWalt. For some of you, it might be Craftsman. For others, it might be whatever other brand there may be. My dad owns a fo- small fortune in DeWalt, I promise. Right? I may have a small fortune in Craftsman. But I love good tools. For those of you handy men, it's hard to do a job without the right tools, isn't it? You got to have the right tools to do a good job. I love good tools. I've also had some bad experiences with good tools. I'm sure some of you have too if you've ever had tools in your hands. Most of the time though, what I've found when it comes to bad experiences with good tools is it wasn't the tool's fault. It was operator error. You know what I mean? Been there, right? Operator error. My daddy told me last week I was rotating my tires. We were going on a, a road trip and I needed to rotate my tires. And so I got my impact wrench out and my daddy told me because I went over and got a, I needed a, 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 a socket that he had, metric. Why in the world? Anyway, that's a story for a different day, but he had it, and so I went over and I grabbed it, and he said, Mac, just be careful, don't wring your lug nuts off. And I was like, I've done it before, no big deal, you know, whatever. And guess what happens? Wrung a lug nut off. Just did one, but it happened. Right? Was it my wrench's fault? No. It was operator error. I love good tools. But I've had some bad experiences with some good tools too, you know? So anyway, Paul fittingly uses this picture of a warrior to describe how a Christian should prepare for spiritual and physical battle with the devil. Rest assured... As long as you are living and breathing. As long or as little as we live, guess what? He's after us. He's after us. And so as we look through the tools that that Paul says in in verse 14, Stand, therefore. Stand, therefore. With truth like a belt. Listen, my family knows me. Alright, and you may be one of these, and I'm not poking fun, okay? Please hear me. I love you. And I'd never say anything to you about it. But if I've got on blue jeans or khakis, or there's belt loops, this boy's going to have a belt on. Okay? That may not be you, and that's okay. But I don't feel dressed 
without a belt on. All right? As a warrior, you got to have your belt on, right? He says, with truth like a belt, fastened around your waist. Tight, right? Tight around your waist. Righteousness like armor on your chest. Y'all saw the warrior in the picture. That could have been a, a, a breastplate, right? Of some sort fashioned and fitted to that warrior to protect the chest and major arteries. And then in verse 15 he says, And your feet sandaled with readiness. So you stand firm. Be ready. Good grip. Be ready. This is where I'm going to differ, but I understand the times, right? That's all they really had was sandals. I'm not a sandals guy. Don't own a pair. Probably never will. I'm a shoes guy, all right? And a boots guy. Give me shoes and boots and I'm good. But ready, right? Be ready. For the gospel of peace. We're not going to break down every single one of these. Okay? We don't have the time. And we're going to do that with our kids throughout this week. But in every situation, in every situation, a warrior was not complete in their gear, in their uniform, without their shield. Right? In every situation, take the shield of faith. It was the only source of protection that was universal, right? And, and mobile versus everything else that they wore. But they could take the shield and use it, right? To, to, to fend off darts and swords and whatever else may have been thrown their way. So he says, in every situation, take the shield of faith. And with it, you'll be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. I, I, I want to paint this picture. I'm not going to get too, too deep into this. But I want to paint this picture for you. As you think about a warrior, right? I, I can't help but to draw some similarity to catcher's gear, Right? And catcher's gear, you've got the mask in, in the Bible, you've got the helmet, right? And a lot of them had, you know, a, a, a face shield of some sort. And then they had the, the, the breastplate, right, that they would wear that would cover the, the chest and the abdomen area. And they had some sort of something that, that covered their, their shins down to their ankles that tied into their sandals, right? And catcher's gear, you, you, you have the same thing. I want you to notice something, though, and, and the reason why I drew the similarity to the catcher's gear is because y'all understand that in catcher's gear, it only protects what half of the body, the front half or the back half? The front half, right? And so as you're taking on the evil one, which way are you facing? Right? You understand? When you're facing this spiritual darkness, this warfare that we're talking about, Paul's not talking about facing it like this. He's saying face it here. 
face it here. You've got everything that you need, right? You're equipped with every tool, every resource, every weapon you need. Why would you face it this way? Same reason why a catcher isn't going to crouch down at home plate and do this. I saw an umpire this week get hit. I promise you it hurt. You could tell it hurt. Even with the gear on, it hurt. You know what? We face battles sometimes. And we get hit. And some of us, we've had the gear on long enough that it's dinged up. It's beat up. Right? We've taken shots to the head. We've taken shots to the chest. We've even had people step on our toes. And it hurts. Just like I saw that umpire do. He walked it off. He walked around for a little bit. Catcher did whatever good catcher does and walks out and talks to the pitcher. Gave the umpire time to kick the dirt off the plate. Asked the um, hey, you good? Yep, I'm good. Right back at it. You know, sometimes, yeah, we're going to take those dings. We're going to take those hits. We're going to take those blows. And it might be mental. It might be physical. It might be spiritual. It might be whatever, a combination of all three. Guess what? You've got every tool that you need. Paul lays it out. You've got every tool that you need to keep fighting. He says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word. Those are the tools that we need to be prepared and to be successful. Here's the last thing, and then we're done. You're not alone. You're not alone. Be a fighter. There is and never should be a battle that you face alone. Never should be. A battle that you or nor I should ever face alone. So this is just some encouragement for you, okay? Don't back down. Don't ever throw in the towel. You might be sitting there going, but Mac, you, you have no idea what I'm up against. You have no idea what I've faced. You have no idea what's coming my way. And you might be right. You might be right. I'm just telling you, from what I've read, from what I've lived, from what I believe, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. It's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. Yeah, your armor might be beat up. You might be limping a little bit. You might have lost the sword somewhere down the line or you you might have lost a chip in in your, your, your breastplate. I have no idea. Your sandals might not even tie anymore because of the battles that you faced. 
But don't give up. Keep fighting. Now let me say this. If you're not in a battle right now, and you see somebody that is, speak up. Speak up. There's somebody around you, even in this room, in this auditorium right now, that's fighting a battle. There's no reason, there's no excuse for them to fight that battle alone. Speak up. I'm not saying fight that battle for them. I'm going to take Max's approach here, okay? And Sandra doesn't like to hear this with my boys. But oftentimes, she'll say, Mac, are you sure they need to do that? Are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, they'll only do it one time. <laughs> right? I mean, they'll only do it one time. They'll learn. I'm not saying fight their battles. But I'm saying come alongside them. Because what Paul follows up this, this equipping piece with, with the equipment, with the tools, he follows it up in verse 18 by saying, With every prayer and request, pray at all times in the Spirit. And stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Sometimes we just throw around that word prayer. Sometimes we just offer that up as, as, as just a, a pity piece, right? Or a convenience piece, whatever it may be. No. This is serious. And Paul's saying, listen, don't do one without the other. Even if you're in a battle, you need to be praying. And if you see someone that's in a battle, offer to pray. And be diligent, be intentional in that prayer for them. It's not a cop-out. Here's the last question I'm going to ask you and then we're done, okay? I thought about this as, as I, I read this. and um, There's so many things throughout Scripture and, and so many stories throughout Scripture that I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm an underdog guy. I love underdog stories. Always have. Probably always will. And, and David and Goliath is just one of those stories, right? But then there's a story in 2 Samuel of uh, a man by the name of Benaiah. That in, in, I'm sorry, in 2 Kings. That, that he goes and, and he fights and faces a lion in a pit alone. And it's interesting that Benaiah becomes David's basically right-hand man. He becomes the guy that's over all of David's army. Like he is head of secret service for David. And yet you, you rewind a little bit and David faces Goliath without armor. Because the armor we know in the story doesn't fit. How is it that a guy the size of David can go and face a guy the size of Goliath? How is it that you and I can face the things that we face mentally, physically, and spiritually? Only God can do that. 
Only God can do that. How is it that a man, Maniah, walking down the road, sees a lion go into a pit and thinks, huh, I'm going to go kill that lion. Like, that's crazy. But only God can do that. So my question for you this morning is, as you face your battles, as you face your battles, when's the last time you asked God to do something extraordinary in your life? Or maybe, let me frame it up this way, maybe there's somebody in your life that's facing a battle. When's the last time you prayed for God to do something extraordinary in their life. That's the God I serve. And that's the God that fights my battles. It's not me. And it's not me alone. But it's God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much again for the opportunity. Thank you for the truths of your word. Lord, I pray for our people now. I don't even want to begin to imagine the battles that are being faced in the hearts, minds, and lives of our folks here. And I don't need to know. Because you do. And Lord, I know with trust and faith and confidence that you have already claimed victory over that battle. So I just pray. I pray for that soul that is here this morning. Maybe it's a spiritual battle that they're facing. Father, I pray for for clarity in their life, over their mind, over their heart. Lord, if it's a physical battle that they're facing, I pray for strength. I pray for the courage, God, they need to hold on to that towel. And Lord, to keep fighting. Father, for that that individual that's fighting that spiritual battle, Lord, help them to to dive deeper into your word than they ever have before. To proclaim your truths more than they ever have before. And most of all, God, I pray for our folks that are here, that, that see that, that know that, that have experienced that for themselves. Lord, if they see someone in a battle, that you would give them the the, the courage and the strength to stand up and to stand in the gap for that individual. Lord, help us to be the church that you have called us to be. Lord, to walk in conviction, to walk in humility, to walk in love, and to walk in confidence. So Lord, during this time of invitation, I pray that your will and only your will would be done. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Mac, for bringing the word this morning. Let's stand and sing without him.
Hey, thank you again so much for being here this morning. Um, keep in mind again, BBS this evening. Uh, I think Heather mentioned if you're, you're helping in any capacity, in any way, if you could be here no later than 5.30, I know that would be appreciated. Uh, if you're not uh, going to be here, pray. All right? Pray for those little ones that are going to be coming through these doors um, and, and for the gospel to be proclaimed in and over their lives. We're preparing them. Preparing them for the battle. Right? Of everyday life. We do not take that lightly here. Alright? So be in prayer for that uh, this evening and, and this week. Okay? If you have a care card, uh, thank you guys for, Gary, for reminding me. If you have a care card, if you want to pass that just to the, the closest aisle there, the center aisle, our guys will come by and, and pick that up. All right. Give them a minute to do that. Okay. Jeff, would you mind dismissing us this morning, please, sir? Thank you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us to your house again and the message that Mac brought to us. Uh, let your words uh, touch our hearts, uh, Lord, and, and help these young people this week to fight the battles that are coming to them. Lord, the devil will try to tell them not to accept you, uh, but give them the strength to make the right decision and, and accept Jesus into their heart. And uh, give them the opportunity to hear your word. And I'm so thankful for the church we have that, that teaches our young people the, the, the true word of God doesn't water things down to make it okay in today's society, Lord. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, ministerial team that gives our children and our youth the, the message that you want them to receive, and we are so thankful for that. Uh, give us traveling mercies and bring us back and full of your energy to, uh, to teach the children and, and give them the, the vacation Bible school that they need, and Heather and all her staff work so hard to prepare. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.